Hi, this is Chaz Palmateri, and right now you're watching Growing Up Italian Podcast. Anybody got a problem with that? You're not half. Most people you meet will be half. You're 100%. <laughs> the dialect is so different, too. The dialect? Yeah. You can't understand anything. Yeah. When I, I did a movie that I played uh, Judge Giovanni Falcone, who was the famous judge who put the mafia away. I played him. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Dude. Uh, you, you're first generation, then? Your father was born no, here? No, no. My, my father was born here. Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, so you're second generation. Second generation. What part of Brooklyn was he born? Bobby Street. Bobby Street? Bobby Street, yeah. Where's that? Canarsie, maybe? Lower East Side. South Brooklyn? South Brooklyn, yeah. Bobby Street. I'm going to look it up. I think it was Bobby Street, if I'm not mistaken. I thought you were like Bronx, like I'm Arthur Ave. I'm Bronx. But your dad was. My there. dad met my mother, and they got married, and they were moved to the Bronx. Yeah. What's a morning like for you? A morning? Yeah, like what's your. You look like a guy that doesn't have an alarm clock. <laughs> like you just wake up at five o'clock, don't you? Not five, no, 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 not five. No, I, I tried. I tried to write. I try. I get up at like seven. I get up at seven. Huh? You want to put this on tape? Or you want yeah. To? Is that okay with you? Are we filming right now? Yeah, we're rolling. Oh, we're rolling. Okay, we're no, rolling. no, I don't care about. Yeah. That. yeah. No, I get up. At, I get up at seven. Mm -hmm. I wake up. Uh, I go into. Uh, I take a cold shower, which I hate, but I do it. Emphasis on cold. Cold, yeah, real cold. Oh man! But I start out at I start out at hot, and then I go into cold, and I'll, I'll do that for like three minutes. Mm -hmm. Cold shower, it wakes you right up. Wake up, <clears throat> put my gym stuff on. I go down to my gym. I work out for an hour. I finish doing that. I do cardio and boxing. I have a, a whole boxing thing in my in my basement. Uh, where I see, I've seen you do like uh, yeah. yeah yeah. My son's very good. He's he, I've, I've trained him, and he's like. He's great. He still trains in, in L.A. And then I do that for an hour. Then I go, that, that takes me around 9.30, 10. Then I go have my, I go my, uh, and I have my green tea. I have my green tea, matcha tea. And then I go into my office and I write. For like, I write for like three or four hours, you know. And then I, I come back and I relax and then I do my day or whatever I got to do. Or I might start writing again and continue writing. Is, is whatever project you're working on? Whatever your, project I'm working yeah. on. I'll take calls and, you know, do that. Yeah, but, you know, it's always, I'm like, always, yeah. it's not a wasted day. Your schedule must be insane. Sometimes, not all the time. But then some days I'm like, I go, you know, I'm just going to, like, get up today, work out, and write a little bit, then I'm going to just chill. And I've done that. You know, I've done I just chill out, man. I'll go shooting. I like to shoot. You know, I like uh, I like guns. I like to shoot, so I go. Um, like at a range. At a range, yeah. yeah. Do you hunt too? I hunt too. Yeah, yeah. Only hunt. I only hunt uh, like um, things that I'll eat. 
Gotcha. Okay. At least like, it's not wasted. Yeah. Like deer. Oh, and deer. That's it. Really deer. And and no uh, and hogs, wild hogs, Kinjali. Bo- boar, Kinjali. yeah, Kinjali. Yeah. yeah, that's just great. Kinjali. There's a lot in our. And I, I don't hunt things. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't kill anything if I'm not going to. Yeah, eat it. that's fair though, because a yeah. lot of people are against it. But if you're yeah. going to eat it, well, I, I I don't go hunting a lot, but when I do, I, I go. We get a deer and we'll get it, and, and I do bow hunting too. Mm. If I go hunting a lot, I give the deer <laughs> give the deer a chance. <laughs> bow bow hunting is yeah. so hard. One time. Me and my cousin, he was the only one with a bow, and it was like maybe my first time hunting, and he yeah. always goes. And a bear came like by the tree stand, yeah. and he has a bow. I'm like, this is not a good situation. Not a good situation. <laughs> no, not. You know, I did it because I enjoy the fact of, I, I think it's in our DNA, you know, Sabino? I think it's like you want to be, survive. You want to survive. You want to be like a man who could survive if, God forbid, there was no food. Yeah, I think mentally. I don't know. I'm nuts, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And I, I put, I instilled that in my son Dante, and he's the same way. He's a great bow hunter and a great shot. And if God forbid ever happened that we could survive, I, yeah, I think right. that's why I do it. I know? like that, yeah. like living off the land, living yeah. off the land. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not one to. I, I like comfort. Yeah. You know, but if I had to, if I really, really had to eat, I, I could do it. You know, yeah. I could learn how to do it. I, I had that mentality. So I've been doing these like calisthenic workouts, like pull-ups and stuff like yeah. that. Because I had the same mentality. Like if I'm falling off the side of a building, I want to be able to at least lift myself up. Yeah. You know, like. Look, they have proven, people have proven now that more than, that you could do anything healthy. The most healthiest thing you could do is exercise. Mm-hmm. For your brain, for your mind, it's like amazing, man. And weights too, lifting yeah. weights, yeah, strength. Right. You know, is that I, why you work out in the morning? Because you said first thing you do, you go work out. Let, let me tell you something, and and well, I got to call you on this. You got to come and see the one man show. Yeah, I will come. Well, you got listen, Rock Chad. On, before yeah, we start filming, Chaz just ripped me apart. Like, how did I never see? How can you oh. never see the one man show? This is crazy. I'm not gonna rat anybody out, but there there might be somebody in here that didn't watch the Bronx Tale. Which I watched a zillion times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Bronx Tale is, I mean, that's you know, the movie is, um, you know, if I humbly say, it's a classic. Classic, you know, classic. You know, and, uh, and and pl- and I want to publicize this too because June seventeenth at the Tribeca Film Festival, we're showing it on four K. Oh wow! A whole di- whole re digital version of it, and Bob De Niro and myself are going to give us a, uh, a Q and A afterwards. Awesome. That sounds like something we got to go to. Yeah. yeah, June 17th at the Tribeca Film Festival. First time in 4K? First time, I think, in 4K. Restored, it. Restored and everything. And, and De Niro and myself are going to talk about it and talk to, and tell you great stories. It's amazing. So, uh, I, you know, it'd be great to, if this comes out before that. Yeah, well, of course. Definitely yeah. will. <laughs> we're we're going to shoot to put this out right away. Yeah. What's amazing is that um, Bronx Tale, I saw somewhere that it just made 30 years, right? 30 years. It's 30, that's why we're showing. Congra- congratulations on that. Yeah. Now, it started with your one-man show. 34 years ago. And I know the story. Yes. But maybe there's some people, our fans, the younger Italian-Americans out there that don't know. But okay. te- te- uh, tell us how that all... I'll tell you the story of a Bronx and how it all started. And because this is growing up Italian, I'm going to tell you everything about it. Yeah, right? I want to okay. know everything. <laughs> Get the scoop. Yeah, I'm going to give you the scoop. 
what happened was I was uh, I was working uh, in L.A. I, I went to L.A. After I, I was an actor, obviously, in New York, and I was doing some theater here, and I got a few small parts and things. And then I I went to L.A., and uh, I hit it right away. I, I mean, in other words, boom, guest star. This was 1986, 87. Uh, Hill Street Blues. I got on a show called Hill Street Blues. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, Matlock, Dallas. Uh, I, I got on guest star. Bam, bam, bam. I was like, wow, this is great. And I made some money. You know, and I put it away. And all of a sudden, like... Uh, after I hit a lot of the shows, you know, I, I, I couldn't get another uh, part. I mean, they couldn't have me back right away. Mm-hmm. So I started running out of that money that I saved. And I said, wow, what am I going to do? So I said, well, you know what? I used to bounce because I boxed, and I used to bounce, and I was good at with my mouth. So I said, well, I, I'll get an, another job but here as a bouncer, as a doorman. So I got a job at this swanky club called 2020 in Beverly Hills. And I was working there, and I was suppli- then I was collecting unemployment and working there, supplementing my income, you know. And then finally one day, see, here's the deal. When you're a doorman, there's three things you can't do. If a person comes over and breaks one of these rules, he'll never get in the club. Okay, one thing is you never say to the doorman, do you know who I am? You cannot say that word. What about what about if I say, "Do you know who he is?" Like, because well, I'm known for doing that. Oh yeah. No, when no. I'm with my friends that are popular, I'm like, terrible. <laughs> but the worst is, do you know who I am? He's laughing because he yeah. knows it's true. No, because usually a, a doorman says, well, "What the fuck? I don't know who he is." And if I and if you know, when my answer is, "Yeah, I know who he is," he's the guy who's not getting in tonight. <laughs> that's what I say. That's what I used to say. So you can't do that. You can't touch the rope in the front. You know, you have the ropes. And it's yeah. like back in the Studio 54 days. This is like, you know, 1987. You can't touch the rope, and you can't get into the guy's face. So I got the clipboard, and I'm doing everybody VIP. And this guy comes walking over really quick, lifts the rope, gets in my face, and says, I have to come in now. Do you know who I am? So he broke all three fucking rules. <laughs> in one shot. In like the first five seconds. And I said my magic words, yes, you're the guy who's not getting in tonight, I said. So he says, you're going to be fired in 15 minutes. I said, really? I said, get online, everybody tells me that. So he makes a big stink. He's, yeah, he's, there was really, they had cell phones, but they weren't really big back then. It was like flips? No, I, this is like 1987, so it wasn't really there The, the, the big one. The, like, yeah. yeah. So he started yelling. Somebody came out. The boss comes out, and I hear the boss look at him and go, Swifty. And I said, Swifty? And who was it? It was Swifty Lazar. Now, you guys are too young, but if you look him up on Google, Swifty Lazar was the biggest, most powerful agent in the world. And I just told him, he can't come into his own party. It was a party that he was throwing. Oh, my gosh. And 15 minutes later, I was fired. Just like he said. <laughs> wow. And the boss, and the owner came up. He was really a great guy. But in your defense, did you, like, know who he was? I like, didn't know who he was. No. They didn't give you a picture, like, this is the guy no, who was having a party tonight? He was this bald guy. He used to wear these big glasses. And the boss came on. He goes, and the boss loved me. He, he thought I was... He goes, man, you're the best front man I ever had out there. He goes, you talk to the people. He goes, but 
He goes, Chaz, I, the guy throws too many big parties. He I got to. I'm sorry, I got to let you go. I said, hey, man, you've you always been good to me. Don't worry about it. So I left. I left him, and I said, okay. I walked out. I got into my 1972 Honda um, Civic with a... It had a little hole in the radiator. It used to leak water. I mean, I was... I ran out of money, man. Simple times. Yeah, hum- humble, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings, bro. It was 34 years ago. I mean, I'm a young actor. I'm like, all right. So I drove back home. I get into my... Uh, I sat down on the edge of my bed. I, I'm looking in. I said, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm running out of money. I don't have, I don't have no money left. I got to get a job. That, you know, I said, well... I looked and I saw my father's card on the on the refrigerator that I posted there. Saddest thing in life is wasted talent. My father always gave me that. Gave me that when I was nine years old. I said, well, if they won't give me a great part, then I'll write one myself. Fuck it. I love that. Just like that. I get in my bullshit car. I go to a thrifty drugstore on Ventura Boulevard, and I buy five tabs of yellow paper. I come back, and I said, what am I going to write about? Post-its? No, it was like the long... Oh, the long... Paper. I was going to say, okay. I said, what am I going to write about? I said, I always wanted to talk about the killing. When I was nine years old, I saw this guy get whacked. Just like in the movie. Just like you saw that. I said, wow, yeah, I'll write about that. So I started writing about this killing that I saw. And each week I would perform it at my theater workshop. And each week I come up with more of the story. And each week... I would, uh, I would perform it every Monday night. I, I would write 10 minutes, take three minutes. I kept editing, writing. I would film it with the big cassette players. You know, I had the cassette mm-hmm. player. And then finally, at the end of 10 months, I had 90 minutes of this one-man show. I had this idea where I'm going to play all the characters and I'm going to do a movie on stage. And I would clap my hands and that'd be like a film cut. Like, boom! Then i go into another character. Boom! It was crazy. Everybody thought I was nuts, but I had this idea in my head, you know. So finally, I, I performed it at this one night. I performed it, and it was like the whole. The first time I did the whole thing all at once, and the whole audience just stood up and applauded. And I said, "Holy shit! This is I got something here." You know, it was like this frustration that I had finally came out. So I re- I got some money together. I called my friend. Uh, my friend uh, Peter Gation, who owned the Limelight, who I where that's where I in 1982 I worked for him as a doorman, and he sent me some money, and I I raised and he had, uh, he gave it to me and I performed. He gave me like I don't know 40 grand I think it was, and I performed the show at a little theater in L.A., and the reviews were like, bam, unbelievable, and all every all of a sudden like. It, it was the theater was too small. I had to go into a bigger theater, so I went into the theater where I developed it. Now there was three hundred seats. I'm selling out every night. All of a sudden, after two weeks, I get a phone call, and I get offered two hundred fifty thousand dollars from this big studio. Now I got two hundred dollars in the bank. Mm. Uh, in the bank, Rocco, two hundred dollars I got in the bank. Mm. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! You want to give me two hundred fifty thousand dollars? I'm this young actor." They said, yeah. I said, I said, yeah, but I want to play Sonny and I want to write the screenplay. They said, no, no, no. We, we, we just want your story. 
Oh my God. And I said, I, I said, well, wait, let me think about it. So they said, well, you better let us know tomorrow, otherwise the offer's off the table. So I called my parents up and I said to them, I said, you know, my, I, I want to help you out because I wanted to help my parents out. They didn't have much money, you know. And they said, no, no, you do what you want to do. If you want to play, you, this is my parents. They said, you stay, you stick to your guns. So I called them back the next day and I said, no, I'm going to, I got to play. They said, well, then forget it. Three weeks go by, another phone call from another studio, 500,000. Mm. I said, here's the deal. I play Sonny and I write the screenplay. I didn't have any, see, the first offer was the hardest. Yeah. People think it was the last, no, yeah. the first offer was the hardest because that came out of left field. Yeah. Right. After the first offer, it was just numbers to me. Had to be a good feeling. You're like, I know I got something. I if know these I got. Want it. Listen, they don't offer you five hundred thousand dollars for nothing. Again, I said no. A month goes by, a whole month. People think I'm crazy in Hollywood. They think I'm nuts. They said you crazy. They're offering you half a million dollars. I said I don't give a shit. I'm playing Sonny. I'm writing the screenplay. So I, I, I okay. I, I finally signed with William Morris, and they called me in when they said we got another offer for you, but they want to do it in person. I went, oh boy, okay. So I, I go with them to the to the studio, and I'm sitting down. And I walk in, and they got a big Italian lunch there. And I went, oh boy, they want to impress you. They really set me up on <laughs> this one. You know, I felt like the guy coming to, for the slaughter. You know, you, do you remember what, what food they had out? Like 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 food like you like food mozzarella, prosciutto, everything. You yeah. know, great food. So I sit there. And the guy's got a piece of paper, and he goes, listen, we know about your play. We've seen it. My God, it's incredible. I don't know how you did this. You know, get, ra get raving about everything. Finally, he gets the piece of paper, and he slides it across to me, and he says, if you sign that paper, Chaz, you'll have a check tomorrow for $1 million, just like that. I got $200 in the bank, my hand to God. I said, uh, is there a bathroom here? Just like that. And he goes, yeah, there's the executive bathroom right down the hall. I said, oh, thank you. I get the key and I walk down to the executive bathroom. I walk in. Nobody's in there. It's just me. And I'm looking in the mirror. I'm putting cold water on my face. One million dollars. I'm like you guys. I'm a street guy. I grew up in the Bronx. I went to Bronx Community College. I went to the community college. And I looked there, and I said, $1 million. So I put my hand in my pocket, and for some reason, I don't know why I did it, I took the card with me. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Because I think when they said that, I, 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 took, I just took it with me for luck. I put my hand in my pocket, I take it out, and I'm looking at the card, and I go, I look in the mirror, and I go, fuck it. Just like that. Was uh, the role Sonny offered? That, that was the deal, right? no. No, oh, was it? No, no, no. They said no. I, no, I didn't, they didn't say nothing yet. Oh, okay. I looked in the mirror and I said, fuck it. Put it in my pocket. I walked back out again. We're all sitting around the table. And I said, okay, I'll sign that paper right now. And I could see all the little, little smirks on their faces. I said, but I play Sonny and I write the screenplay. And the fucking head of the studio went like this. Just like that, he put his head down and goes, Chaz, 
Jazz, we can't make the movie because you're wonderful. You're a great actor. We can't do it with you. It's got nothing to do with how good you are. He says, but talk about timing, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Is that the worst fucking timing in the world? <laughs> I'm like an actor. There's a fire. Yeah, I'm, worried yeah, yeah, yeah. About, I'm worried about my story. It's a oh, fucking it's fire. Right. Pick, it, pick it right back up. Right. No. And he said, Chaz, I, we can't make the movie with you. We can't. And I, and I said, why? Because nobody knows who you are. We need a star in the role. See, all these stars came to see the show when I was doing it. You know, all of them came and they wanted to play Sonny. And so they knew that they had all these big producers, directors. Can you tell some guys that wanted to play Sonny? You know, yeah. when I'm friends with them now, okay. so I'd rather not. <laughs> There's no beef. You know the guys who would Okay, be. okay. The main yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, okay, gotcha, gotcha. The main guys. So I said, I, I, I looked at them and they said, we can't do it, Chaz. So I said, well, just like this. I said, I, said, I can't do it. I said, well, I guess the meeting's over, just like that. And I stood up. Start now, once you guns. stand up, meeting's over. So the guy stands there. They can't believe I'm walking out. So I get my agent stand up with me, and the guy goes, Charles, let me just tell you something. He goes, if this movie, he goes, because uh, I was going to take it to New York now. He goes, if you take it to New York and the play bombs, this check won't be here if you ever want to come back. And I said, that's all right. I said, what happens if it's a big hit? And of course, you double. <laughs> so he goes, okay. And he goes, you know, Chaz, just before I leave, he says, you know, this movie will never get made. I said, you're right. With you, it won't. Got but it. it will. And he said, what makes you so sure? And I said, because it's too fucking good. You're a boss. How old were you at that time? I was like 30. Oh, no, it's 38. So then yeah. what happened? You came to New York, obviously. Came to New York. was a huge hit in New York. You I know. mean, LA, LA people are a little funny with that sometimes. Like, yeah. What well, was a huge hit? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was like, so before I came to, so before I left, I, I'm doing the show. And uh, this is even before I left to come to New York. I get, uh, four weeks later, after that, or I turned down a million. I do the show and I get upstage. And the stage manager runs over to me and says, Robert De Niro's in the dressing room. I go, what? He goes, yeah, you just saw the show before. He goes, at the end, he, he ran and he's, he's in your dressing room. I said, oh, shit. So I walk in the dressing room and Bob is sitting there, you know, he's sitting there, you know. And this I is said, when he's at his oh, top, yeah, top of the top, right? Top of the top. So I walk in, there's Bob. I said, hey, how you doing? I don't know him, you know. And he said, oh, I love the show. It's great. And he's talking to me. And he goes, look. And he was very honest. He said, if you, if you end up selling this, they're going to come to me anyway. He said to me. He goes, but I, I want to control it. I want to keep it. I said, Bob, that's great. I said, but here's the thing. He goes, I know you want to play Sonny and you want to write the screenplay, right? I go, yes. He said, okay, I'll tell you, and if I remember correctly, he said, I'll tell you what I want to do. He said, you should play Sonny. You'll be great as Sonny. Wow. And he goes, and you should write the screenplay because it'll be honest. It's your life. He goes, I'll play your father, and I'll direct it. And if you shake my hands, and he said, and he said, to, he said the words, and if you make it with me, I'll make it right. Wow. 
shook his hand, and that's how it happened. That's all you needed, man. That's an amazing story. So then, what was the next steps after that? Like how how like long after that did you start? Well, we, I had to wait. Uh, I had to wait like a year and a half, two years almost, only because you know he's Bob De Niro. He's got like three movies yeah. lined up, you know. And so about a year, I I did then I did Oscar with Stallone, mm-hmm. and I did some movies, you know, with that, and I did a, a, a movie of the week, a TV show, so. Things were really going well for me. And then finally, uh, I did Bronx Tale. And uh, before the movie came out, I, I then I went and Woody Allen wanted to see me because he heard about me. And he wanted to see me. And I went in to read for him. And I, I ended up getting bullets over Broadway. So here I was, this unknown actor. And my first three movies out of the box was... Uh, Bronx Tale hit. It was a huge success. Then uh, Bullets Over Broadway, which I got nominated for Academy Award, and then The Usual Suspects. So everything just was like, and I've been on that high since then. You, you, your story kind of reminds me of like a modern version would be like Aaron Judge. You know yeah. how like he didn't sign an extension and right. he had an historical year. Yeah, that's very similar to what you. And, yeah, well, the only other it only happened. What happened to me happened two times in the history of Hollywood. Sylvester Stallone with Rocky, with Rocky and me, two Italian Americans, two Italian Americans. So Bronx Tale is how how accurate would you say? This very accurate. Is? I would say you know eighty five percent. Okay. You know, as a writer, you embellish things. Of course, you have to. Yeah. The killing, exactly, the way you see it in the movie, exactly the way it happened. I was sitting there on the stoop with my hands like this, and I was like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, this guy whacked him, and he stared at me, and I stared at him. Over a parking spot. I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> Spoiler alert for everybody. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. Yeah. I, my father, who's Sicilian, my mother was Sicilian. 100% Sicilian. 100% Sicilian. You're 100% Sicilian. I'm 100% Sicilian. Thank you very much. <laughs> my father was from Menfri, M-E-N-F-I. That's the town. Yeah. That's where I was from. Oh, really? And, and my, maybe you guys are Paisans. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and my mother was from Catania. Well, actually, okay. Messina. Excuse Messina, me. Messina, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, um, but anyway, um, it, it was, where was I? I was Parking spot. The parking yeah. spot. <laughs> I, well, if, this, if the story's accurate. You said yes, yeah. So what happened was, when he killed him, it, just exactly the way in the movie, and my father grabbed my arm and he dragged me upstairs. I never went down to witness them. In other words, I never went down and said, no, it wasn't him, it wasn't him, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. What happened was, my father just said, he's not going down. Right. And the cop said, did you see anything? And I said, I didn't see nothing, Dad. He goes, he already said he didn't see anything. He's not going down. But as a writer, I... I yeah, that yeah. to embellish that, yeah. you know, to make them because the next more dramatic, you know, it's more dramatic. And the next day when I saw Sonny, he looked at me and I looked at him on the stoop and he went like telling me like I know that <laughs> like I know that you know that I know <laughs> we both know together and that was it. Yeah. And then I would hang around over there and do the thing, you know, and you know about him. about that movie what. What I love about that movie, so there's so many great like Italian American stories. You got yeah. Godfather, yeah, all of them. They're all amazing. But with Bronx Tale, we were talking earlier how when you're filming a pod or something, right, you think about the clips, right. 
the Bronx Tale is like every there's so much quotable stuff like yeah you know, like you said wasted talent um yeah th- there's so many mm. like one-liners on, in that movie. Uh, if i may shamelessly plug my site on chaspometary.net where anybody can come that's where you can get tickets to see the one-man show i'm doing it all over the country but you could i have merchandise sabino and i sell uh-huh. it's like amazing the saddest thing in life is wasted talent t-shirts Sweatshirts. Uh, one of the great ones. One of the great ones. Uh, the now you just can't leave. Now you just can't leave. Yeah, Throw them so in the bedroom. Oh my God! It's like bed. constant. Yeah, I mean, I <clears> feel <throat> like I I reference that movie at least once a yeah. day. Throw them in the bedroom. We, we say that all the time. Yeah, no, it's it's it costs you twenty dollars to get rid of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's another yeah. way. Yeah. It's another. And one. even the the actors like. I try gambling a couple of times and I always lose. So people are like, oh, this is the mush. mush. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the horse mush, racing. The yeah. word mush has become a word now where they use it. If a guy's a loser, they go, oh, he's a mush. Yeah. He's a mush, yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm definitely a mush for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's just amazing. But in a movie, the Cologero, yeah. was, was his nickname was C. In real life, your nickname is Chaz. Do you have... My real name is Colosio. Yeah, exactly. I know. Which so is stone cold. I know. To say it. A lot. A lot of people. You know that. A lot of people. I feel don't really know that. That that your real name is Colosio because yes, that's why I do things like this. So exactly. <laughs> How did you get the nickname? Did someone give it to you? You know, it, we were just young, and they used to say, "Hey, man." Uh, they used to say uh, they called me C a lot because they couldn't say Colosio. Yeah. Right? Colosio is actually Charles. In, yeah. in, uh, in America, you know, yeah. you know uh, and so we, it was just Chaz. I just said, and then this, I just, it, I think I was about 11 or 12. And actually I was on the, um, I was sitting on a curb. I must have been 10 or 11. And I was with my friend, Phil Folia, who passed away. He was a great Italian-American. My best friend. And he passed away because of COVID, you know, it's a shame. And we were sitting there and he had a piece of chalk. And he was writing. He said, hey, Chaz, look at this. And he goes, C-H-A-Z-Z. Mm. And he goes, you should spell your name with two Zs. I said, you think so? He goes, yeah, it looks cool. I never forgot that. I must have been like 10, 11. Yeah. And that was it. From that day on, it was two Zs. So it was my friend Phil who said that to me. Looking for a place to go out, day during a week, weeknight, looking to impress a girl, looking to have a fun time for a birthday? Qzar is everything you want in some entertainment. You got axe throwing, you got laser tag, you got arcade, you got food, you got drinks, you got everything you want. Check out Qzar and tell them Growing Up Italian sent you. Guys, listen, forget using crushed red pepper on your pasta and pizza. That's so 1900s. We got hot crispy oil. Four ingredients is all you need to take your dish to the next level. We got fried garlic, shallots, chili pepper, and olive oil that make this Make sure to get yours today at HotCrispyOil.com and use code GUI to get 15% off. So make sure you go to HotCrispyOil.com to get yours today. That's amazing. I got to be honest. I think me and Rocco could both say this. Um, When we started this page years ago, and we've been doing this podcast for five years, and if you guys look back at some of the early episodes, we have extremely humble beginnings. We used to record in my apartment, just audio. Right. Then we started with one camera that you'd have to get up every 25 minutes to right. hit. Now we, uh, then we got the studio, and now 
because of like social media, like the clips went crazy and right. the podcast is getting bigger. But we've always had like on our vision board, one day we're going to have Ch- Chaz on the show. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And no, it's my pleasure to be here. It means a lot. And we met uh, like a couple times in we person. Met a couple and times. Was, yeah, and you've at, always said uh, it. Great restaurant. Yeah, uh, at, at Rosanna Scott's. Rosanna Scott's restaurant, a great restaurant. Uh, Fresco, it's a great restaurant. Mm-hmm. I must say, I, I have a, a, gr- a great restaurant too. But, uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, it, I always tell people, you come to New York, there's a lot of great restaurants. Mm-hmm. I never say my restaurant's the best restaurant in Manhattan. I say it's one of the best. Charles Palmetto is on 30 West 46th Street. Mm-hmm. And I also have one in White Plains. Uh, on, on, uh, Do you need to know a guy to get reservations for that? Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> you let me know. It's a great restaurant. Yeah. Good. No, I was going to ask you. I know, especially with a Bronx Tale, it's timeless. And nowadays, yeah. the younger generation, the way they get attached to your movies is they'll make skits from the movie itself. Like, yeah. vo- like voiceovers? And they'll like, oh, they'll dress up as oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they'll oh, dress up yeah. as Bob, and then and they'll impersonate what you guys... Obviously, it's not as good, but it's no, like, but it's no, it's like a way of the modern generation it's attaching. I, I, I get a kick out of that. You know, you know when somebody... It, it's just form of flattery if they if they steal something from you. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I, I love that. I love when they're doing bits and you know. Look, my son Dante does bits on me. Yeah. You know, I go Dante. I don't sound like. <laughs> Honestly, that. we got to give a couple people shout outs on this episode, and I got to mm-hmm. give your son Dante a shout out because I kind of saw how it unraveled when you started getting on social media. Right. Because when I first met, I'm like, why mm-hmm. is your dad? On social media, ah, he, doesn't, he hates it. He hates social media. <laughs> then all of a sudden, a couple of TikToks like blew up. Yeah, and, and then uh, you know, I, I said, you know what? I better get on this social media. Thing. Yeah. So what 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 convinced you? Was it like one video in particular, or was it just overall like the views said made you say like, let me do? No, this. I just said, you know what? I saw the way the the world was going a couple of years ago, and what got what got me on social media was all of a sudden when uh, COVID hit, mm-hmm. and I was like. I had like, wow, what am, like everything stopped. My shows, right. my Broadway show uh, that was traveling all over, uh, Bronx Tale the Musical, mm-hmm. that closed. My one-man show stopped. The restaurants was, were, were just surviving. I said, wow, I, 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 I got to do something. So I started a podcast, and then it just kind of just was blowing up now. And I said, it's great because when I do my one-man shows, I announced it. I, I could announce it on my sh- on my podcast, and mm-hmm. you know it, it just helps advertising. And right? it's easy to make clips for it. And and so, I yeah. make clips, and and you know what? I'm really good at it. I like it, so uh, I enjoy doing it. I like having guests on. I like, but yeah. I can get in front of a mic and just talk for hours. You yeah. know? No, you're natural. Yeah. What I love about yeah. your podcast, Chaz, is a lot of people see a side of you that they've never seen before. So right. You're very yeah. motivational as well. Like yeah, you are. You are. A lot of quotes that really resonate yeah. with me and, you know, really stick out to the people that are struggling yeah. or looking for some motivation. Yeah. I feel like you supply that. Your yeah. outlines must be crazy, right? What's that? Your outlines. When you're, when you're I don't wrong. have outlines. <laughs> no. I no never, outlines? I never have outlines. Wow. Yeah, I have a one-word outline. Motivation. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're gonna do it. Let's. I used to. I go to my producer. I go. Let's do something on motivation. Okay, great. And then I start. I want to do something on marriage. Okay, do something on depression. The ones you see right now. There's no outline. There's no outline. How often do you put out like uh, podcasts? Every week. Every week. But now I'm doing it. I'm doing shorts. 
one long one on Mondays at, at 11 o'clock. Now I'm doing shorts of other of things that I'm doing. Like yes. like uh, like clips. Huh? Let me tell you something. There's these guys, if I may give them a plug, Three Nuts Studios. Mm-hmm. These are the guys, Three Nuts Studios, great guys. They filmed my show. That it's these guys, uh, great great studio. They 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 uh, do a lot of comics. They do a lot of one person. That's Mike, shows. right? Mike yes. Homeless Pimp. Yes, Homeless Pimp. Shout out to him. Shout out to Homeless Pimp. He he does all the big Italian American shows. I feel like he does yeah. Chris D. Christy. Vinny, uh, Vinny from New Jersey. Chris does, the Stefano is one of my favorite comics. Yeah. He's the best. Chris is... <clears throat> if you never saw Chris Stefano, he's incredible. Uh, I, I saw him... I don't know if you were on his mm-hmm. or he was on yours. Right. But, uh, man, that was one of my favorite episodes when he uh, was saying the story with DiCaprio and... Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Spidey he's, Kid. Spidey he's kid. insane. Chris oh, no. He, you weren't even on it. He was just saying the story. I wasn't even on it. He was talking about... yeah. Chris, Chris Spidey, <laughs> I love this kid. He's 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 great, and and what he work, does with Sal, his podcast with Sal. I mean, they're they're just um, all great guys, great guys, and but but talented, great mm-hmm. great funny guys, you know. Uh, but I, I enjoy having comics on my show. Mm-hmm. I know Bill Burst. Anthony Rodia was on, on it too. Who Rodia? Rodia was on. Anthony yeah. Rodia was hysterical. Johnny Goomba Johnny was mm-hmm. on. Catherine Narducci. Catherine Narducci. What we do? Me and Catherine and Tara. Yeah, I love Tara too. Yeah. Uh, Tara kind of Tracy. Yeah, yeah. She was terrific. Tara's like a co-host. She's on a yeah. lot. Right? Tara comes on. We do, we do like two shows a month. One, That's one good. or two shows That's a month. Good. Tara and Catherine, and Tara is blowing up now. You know, she's yeah. a great comic. Really funny. Uh, so I got a lot of great people on. I love having comics on because they're great. Yeah. And yeah. it's easy to have conversations yeah. with them. Oh, yeah. Because it bounces. I've been trying to get Bill Burr on my show because he is so... But Bill said he's going to come and do it, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. What does being Italian, mean, Italian-American Italian mean to you? You know, I am so proud of my heritage. So, you know, I'm, it's like, think about it. And we, and we proud of... Everybody should be proud of their heritage. But Italian-Americans, we came to this country... And we had our hard times, too. People don't realize that. Italian Americans, you guys are young. And even me, I was, I was blessed. But my parents and my grandparents, my great-grandparents, when they came here, they were like, you know, it was tough. You know, way the t- people say the term Guinea. And I can say that word because I'm Italian American. But I don't like that word. And I go, you know where the Guinea comes from? It was, a Guinea comes from in London. A guinea was a penny. A penny. Like, like a... A penny. Mm-hmm. Like a simple penny. And they used to say, I get those people, they'll work for a guinea. Oh, wow. They'll wow, work, I didn't know that. Yeah, they'll work for a penny. Give them a few guineas, they'll do it. You know, so we were treated like shit. Grease ball. Grease ball. What does that one mean? Like, because we put oil in our hair? Is that yeah, what yeah, because yeah, yeah. we have slick back hair. Yeah. Not me, but, <clears throat> you know. Now they said WAP would came from without papers. Yes, I yeah, I, that's what I heard. I don't that's know if it's what true. I heard. I, I don't know if that much true, but without papers, you know. With, but I mean, they treated us like. Have you ever heard of Dago? Yeah, that's like a like a Chicago like Dago. We, we, yeah. uh, like New York Italians don't use that, but we don't use the word Dago cuisine because of the Italian cuisine. Yeah, you know, but uh, we got treated like shit, like everybody else. We all yeah. did. Oh, yeah, the Irish did, the Jews did. We all did. Mm-hmm. You know, but you all make ourselves... Look, when we were kids, 
you couldn't. You, welfare was an embarrassment. You didn't go on welfare. Yeah, never. Oh no, you never went on welfare. You would rather shovel shit than go on welfare. You know that was out. So think about think about Italian Americans. Think about uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Think of what he did. Da Vinci, Michelangelo, uh, Valentino, the designer, the current designers, Valentino. You know, Gucci, uh, Versace, uh, uh, Versace, Armani, Ferrari. I mean, people don't realize the Italian Americans dug out the subways mm -hmm. in this country. Yep. They're the ones that dug out the subways. Even bridges and everything. Bridges. Iron workers. I am proud of my heritage. And you and, and, and I know all of you guys are, obviously, because you put, have this great yeah. podcast growing up Italian. But the blood, the blood of, 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 of of Dante, uh, you know, the blood of all these people runs through us. Mm -hmm. Runs through us. You well, know, we've been getting more recently than not that we're not Italian because we're not born in Italy. How do you feel about people? Did, has, I mean, people are probably scared of you. They won't say it to you. But does no. that, has anyone ever said to you, like, oh, you're not Italian. You were born here. You're so what American. does that mean? What does that mean? I, no, I, I just, I go, okay, well, if you feel that way, go ahead. <laughs> but I don't feel that way. Yeah. You see, I'm really, I, I'm, and I'm just laid back with people. You know, do whatever you want. And I always tell people this. I'm very, I'm very liberal with a lot of things. If you want to live a certain way, God bless you. Mm -hmm. Live whatever way makes you happy. But don't tell me how to live my yeah, life. That's exactly. all I ask. So true. It's very, it's, it's, it's easy. You know, just get along with each other. That's all. And what I, did your parents do for work growing up? My father was a bus driver. Oh, he says he was yeah. a bus driver. Okay, just like in the movie. The movie. <laughs> my father Lorenzo was a bus driver. My mother, uh, she was a homemaker. And then, when, then sometimes when we needed money, she worked as a as a cur She made curtains. Okay, but uh, that's what my my dad was a bus driver for thirty years. My dad was never late in thirty years. Think about that. Amazing. Never oh. late. How the hell could that be possible? You know, they were different, a different breed back old school. You know, yeah. and he wanted you to make like an honest living, right? Yes, my father just said, you know, but my father and mother always knew that I wanted to be an actor and a writer, so they always su supported me. Said, "You want to do this, you follow your dream." And my sisters, my sister Rose and my other sister uh, Mary, were very successful. Again, my father would put, "Don't waste your talent," for my mother and father, and they were very, both of them were very successful. So. My mother and father did it right. You know, they, they grew their kids up with drive and a lot of love. So to, to me, to be Italian-American is very, very... Uh... Look, I did the uh, documentary, uh, Christopher Columbus. Mm -hmm. They asked me to be the voice, to do the voiceover of it. Narrate, like narrate? To be the narrator. Yeah. And a lot of people told me not to do it, mm -hmm. that it would hurt my career. And I said, well... Columbus Day is a very important day for us. That's our day. And and I did my research on Christopher Columbus. I, yes, you cannot judge, you cannot judge someone's morality at 500 years ago today. You cannot. Colonization. That's what makes it so tricky. It's so stupid. Colonization was part of that. That's what, that's what people did back then. They conquered Okay, also, 
Christopher Columbus himself was not part of when uh, he left and went back to uh, went back Spain back to Spain. By but the he, way, a lot of people don't talk about, but Spain uh, sent him here. Yeah, Italians. Yeah, the King of yes. Spain funded it. But there was a tribe called the Caribs. They were they were like they were like absolutely uh, a tribe that was into human sacrifice, slaves. And then his soldiers and them got into a battle, and that's what happened. Okay, but God Almighty, you know, you cannot judge. Well, he was that way 500 years ago. Well, today's a different thing. Yeah. Everything's different today. You cannot judge a man by standards. This is 500 years before the age of reason. So it's impossible. The one thing I wish, I think we've said this on a couple episodes, is that I wish, like, our day that we, like, as Italian-Americans celebrate wasn't controversial. That's the only thing I wish. I agree. Can we have our own day? Is that possible? Yeah. It like, shouldn't even have to be affiliated with Like, him, just Italian-American. You know, like, you, you know want to have Indigenous People Day, and they do have yeah, one. Yeah. But they want to have Indigenous People Day and put it with our day. No. Yeah. Because even no. for us, I don't, I'm not like, when someone brings up, because uh, Columbus Day, we kind of sit out. Like, we don't, Post anything, don't pro or against, because at our day, like our page is like the happy place where people come. You know, right. like, we like to share like nostalgia stuff like that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, why is the one day where we should celebrate have to be like that? That's it. Well, that's I, annoying. I'm to telling me. you, as, as young Italian Americans, you should post. You should be proud of that day. Yeah. That is your day. That is our day. It's just so controversial now. That's I know so it's controversial, and you know what, Rocco, but and and I. But you have to, look, there's an old quote by Edward Byrne who said, for evil to exist, all it takes is for good men to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's, okay? that's deep. Yes. And if somebody's going to stomp, stomp on my day, an odd day of Italian-Americans, who we have celebrated for the past hundred years, nonviolent, we never did any, we never had violence on our day. Never. That's our day. You want to take down Christopher Columbus? You want to take down all these statues? It's wrong. It's wrong. I'm sorry. And you know what? How does it get fixed in your opinion? You think there's a happy uh, ending to all of it? Yes, I do. I do think there's a happy ending. Look, nobody was perfect. Nobody was perfect. Uh, a, a lot of people did things back then that were wrong. But it doesn't diminish what the guy did. He was an explorer who got on a, on a ship and said, I'm going out there. Whoa, who the hell knew what was going to happen to him? I mean... <sighs> this reminds me of... Uh... The episode in Sopranos when... Uh, yeah, Tony you, Sopranos. I don't know if you saw Gandolfini, um, his yes. character Tony, when he was like... I saw He that. was a great explorer. That's he was what an he explorer. Was. He was a man who was an explorer. Not everybody's perfect. No one was ever perfect. Can you imagine those days, like, mm -hmm. just getting on a boat for 30 days and yeah. just going... And just going and just to going. see. And then, like, making it back the other way. Like... I could barely get from here to White Plains without using right. uh, Google Maps. And, no, exactly. I'm just saying it's our day and we want to celebrate it. We want to have our own day. Now you want to take away our heritage? 
I think everybody should keep their heritage. I think the African Americans should keep theirs. I think the Irish, I think the Jewish people. I think there's a part of our heritage, it shows who we are and who we are as a race and be proud of our race. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not spreading anger or, or violence. I mean, what you said is exactly what we're trying to do with, with our page. You know, it's not just a podcast that we have. We have Instagram. We promote like uh, people like you, obviously, what you got going. And yeah, things well, if we see the, like a nonna, we'll post her. Things like, in the like Italian that. culture that, you know, people have thrived and have done well. We want to promote that. This way, the next generation can see that and be just right. as proud. All the traditions, tomatoes, uh, homemade sausage, homemade right. wine, yeah. Sunday Recipes. dinners. You know what I mean? Like, be proud of a Columbus Day. And if somebody makes you feel that, well, we don't want it because somebody might not look at our podcast, well, so be it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I wish I had that mentality, yeah. man. You know, it's, it's, you it's, know why? I wish I did. I'm gonna, I'll tell you why. I will give you the mentality. You're young men. It's because you're not going to be here forever. It's true. Okay? You're not. You're going to die one day. So am I. Way before you. Okay, and all of you, and I'm telling you guys, you're three young Italian-Americans, four young Italian-Americans, and you remember this, that one day you're going to die, and what you're going to leave, when you leave this earth, you want to say to yourself, when you're laying on your dead bed, I left the mark. All the, I all left the, the mark of a proud Italian-American. Otherwise, you know what? Otherwise, anybody in the world who wants to shut you down and keep you quiet, because that's... That's what people do. That's what the other side, whatever you want to call it, does. Be proud of it. Be proud of being an Italian American, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, we were talking about this a lot with like um, Viola, John Viola, our business partner. Yeah. We're opening mm-hmm. something. I mean, this is we make a lot happen in this small room, but we're getting like an official studio on Mulberry and Grand Street, and we're gonna have merchandise. Right. And it's just gonna be a hub of. Fantastic. Podcasting, stuff like that. And our main goal is to keep Little Italy on Mulberry as Italian as we can because right. the businesses, as you know, it's like three blocks left. You right. know, and what do you, how do you feel? What I want to talk about with you because your dad was from Brooklyn, you went to the Bronx. My parents came here, right? Yeah. A lot of Italians mm-hmm. were here. Yeah. You know, filled Bronx as well. Now, I feel with Italians, as soon as we make some money, we get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Like, I grew up in an apartment. Rocco grew up in an apartment. Right. And then, to break that, a lot of people, like, go to Long Island, go to Queens. You know, we leave, like, the Italian neighborhoods. Right. And, like, buy a home. Yes. You know, to change. Yes, I ha- I've done that. Yes, I live up in Westchester. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved growing up there. I had, had, I built a home for my family and my kids. But I always go back to the Arthur Avenue. Mm-hmm. Always. I always go back to the Bronx. I always talk about the great restaurants there. I always talk about, uh, I, I, and I tell people, great shopping in the Bronx, 187th and Arthur Avenue. Mm-hmm. I talk about uh, Gino's pastry and Jerome and the cannolis that he has. I talk about Casa Mozzarella and Mike's Deli. Yeah. Listen, shout-outs to David Greco because David I... David Greco, shout-out to him. I feel, I feel he... Uh, Really put in your ear to do this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because no. after our trip man. in New Orleans, he's like, email Chaz right now. 
I'm yeah. like, yeah, so no, I'll, no, we, you know, David thank you, David, that. for being a... He, he said, no, you should call me. I said, you know what? I've been wanting to do that show. I said, yeah, I'll do it. You Did know? you ever watch a full podcast of ours? Never never a full podcast. But you've seen the I've clips. seen pieces of it, yes. Yeah. But, I, but I said, okay, you know what? But I'm so busy a lot. And I go, it's time. It's time to do it now. You know, it's yeah. time. That's why um, you said you were going to come out to see me. I said, no, no, no. I'll yeah. come there. Because I wanted it to be perfect. And I wanted it to be in your studio. Yeah, right? it means that a lot means to a lot, us, yeah. like Sabino said earlier. Yeah, but yeah. I'm happy for Dave especially because they just yesterday we went me and Andrew, and they just honored his his father by yes. giving him a street name, yeah. Mike Greco Way. And you saw the look in his eyes. It's yeah. like What's it's like all he that's wanted. Dream. That's dream. All he wanted right was that moment right there. Right. And his father would have been so. But proud. this is what I'm telling you guys. So don't be afraid. I mean, don't be arrogant and stick things in right, people's right, faces. Right. I right. don't do that. As long as you do the right thing and say the right thing, you'll be fine. And if someone doesn't want to see your podcast because they think you're uh, too pro-Italian, then so be it. What I mean, does it mean? Every episode we do, we're the most... I, I think we've... 99% of what we talk about is being Italian. Sometimes, like, I don't want to talk about being Italian like this week, you know? <laughs> I feel like we've, you know, sometimes you overlap and we talk about the same thing. Well, could, so. I talk about other things. I talk yeah, about yeah, other yeah, things on do, my podcast. Do. I do. Yeah. I talk about other it things. It took us a while to gravitate towards general but, conversation. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be a little controversial. And it's not even controversial. It's it's just saying how you feel. In the long run, more people will watch you. Right. I'm telling you. You be you you try to you try to like baby it and baby yeah, it and yeah, baby yeah. it and you know what? After a while, it comes out vanilla. It's, uh, it's I, so true. I feel, while, I feel like we've been. It comes out I feel like we've been doing that thing. more risque. Lately. Remember, remember, like we used to always be scared. Like, oh, let's cut that out. Let's cut the. Yeah. Now it's like you know, as long as we don't say anything crazy, we which we don't. But look, you, know, you can't. You don't want to say anything rude. Yeah. Or, and and divisive and no. so terrible. No, but if you say the truth. To you, like like I said, a thing about uh, Christopher Columbus. I said, you know what? I can't worry about if it's going to hurt my career. I, I want to be the narrator of this. Because if I don't do it, someone else will do it. And they'll make it like, I don't know what. Right. So let's do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was able to... I, I did my research on Columbus because I really wanted to research it where I studied the, the, the tribes back then, the Caribs and all the tribes that he was involved with. I said, all right, as long as I know my facts, I know what I could say. I read a lot and I tried to say, all right, let me be truthful about this. Yes, did something, were they, did they harm the natives? Yes. Did the natives harm them? Yes. That's the way it was. They fought back then. That's the way it was. Jazz, one thing I wanted to ask you, this is going back to earlier conversation, mm-hmm. was regarding your one-man show. Yeah. What made you, were you like one of the first to come up with that idea, or was that something No, that no, there were one-man shows before me. Of course. I was the first, and I'm still only the first, whoever did a one-man show where he did a movie on stage. When you see the one-man show, you're going to go, that's the movie. But... No, this was before the movie. Yeah. That's why they offered me over a million dollars when they saw yeah. it, because they saw the movie. What's your role with the musical? Did you 
I wrote the, the whole thing. It's uh, by the way, I saw it three times. Yeah, amazing. Oh, the musical is all over the country. I brought three different girls there. I went three for three. <laughs> three for three. So thank you for that. Hundred percent successfully. Hundred percent successfully. It's a, yeah. it's a classic. You look uh, at them and you say, you're one of the great ones. Yeah. <laughs> I used my three on told, your show. He told all three girls, you're the great one. You're one of the yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up my secrets. <laughs> I got to ask you. Look, chat. he's all embarrassed. He's all you, red. Look. No, he caught me, he caught me slipping. Yeah. Oh, What's man. one hobby you have that nobody knows? Or at least the general public doesn't know. Is there something you like to do that... People would never think. Well, I don't think people would think I would. I I, I probably hunt. I, I bow hunt deer mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I I don't know if they would know that. I, I like being. Um, I like the outdoors a lot. I like to go out. You got a lot of space. I got a lot of yeah. space. Got a bunch of acres. You know, I like to chop wood. You know, it's good for me as a bar. At, when I train, I like to chop wood with my son. Yeah. You know, I bring my son, my daughter, my son. Like and, and I'm like and I gotta, like I said, I'm very proud of my children. My wife, my wife, um, her name is Jada, and I'm very psychic. Okay, I'm a very, 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 very psychic person. If you believe in that or whether you don't, that's fine. But I know something goes on with me because I I work on it. I really work on it. I always thought I was going to marry a girl named Maria. For some reason, Maria. There's a lot of Marias. Yeah, Marie. So. I don't know why. I just had this vision that I would meet a Maria. Oh, Marie, get in the car. Oh, right. <laughs> I use that name. Right? <laughs> so I always had that. I, I always wanted to play Tony in West Side Story, but I was too young when it first came out, and I was too old when they were looking for Tony again. <laughs> but I always wanted a, this Maria. So finally I met my wife. I saw my wife in church. We just saw each other. Then I ran into her at a nightclub. She was coming out, and I was coming in, and we bumped. Church in. and nightclub is amazing. <laughs> is that something? That's balance right no, there. I just saw, but we didn't say nothing to each other. And then, then uh, like a week later, she was coming out of a nightclub, and I was walking in, and we went right into each other. Wow. I said, "I saw you Sunday." Yeah, she goes, "I saw you," and we've been together thirty years now ever since. But anyway, after we were together like two months, and I knew I fell in love with her, we were in love with each other, and I said. Uh, I said, you know something, John? I always thought I was going to marry a girl named Maria. It's weird. She goes, get out of here. What date did you say that? This is after two months. Oh, okay. This is once you like, okay, I, knew, I know how you love this her. Was, I said, I'm going to be with this girl forever. And she said, what? I said, yeah, Maria. But I said, obviously, I'm going to be with you. And she says, my name is Maria. I said, get the fuck out of here. Your name's Maria. She opens up a wallet. She takes out a license she hands me a license her first name she was born maria giovanno bernardo wow so yeah, a lot of people use middle names they use the middle name she, yeah. they call her giovanna yeah. which was jana but her first name was maria and i was like stunned by that man and i was and and things like that always happen in my life always you know destiny so, and she's a, she's she's first generation mm-hmm. italian she f- speaks fluent italian amazing So, Italians, I named my son Dante, you know, after Dante Alighieri. I knew it for some reason. I named Uh, my son Gabriella, which is the first angel of of God, Gabriel. St. Gabriel, yeah. You know, so I'm very uh, pro-Italian-American, very, uh, and you all all should be too. I'm going to watch you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to 
to scold you if you're not. Because <laughs> don't be afraid. You're not saying anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I want to ask, was there any role that yeah. you, you didn't take that yeah. you regretted? Yes. One role. Well, there were two roles that I tell people this. They go, what? And I say, the first role, and I was offered the role, Cole Stone out. And the person who did it was great, mm-hmm. Michael Madsen. It was uh, Donnie Brasco. Okay. Oh, I was, oh so you were being I was Sonny. supposed to play Sonny Black. Yeah. And Which we were talking about that yeah. it took place on this block. It took place on this block. I love the movie so much. Yeah. I love that movie. You would have been great there. Because I love um, Al Pacino's performance in that. It was just incredible. But it was the role of Sonny Black. And I, I was directing a movie. I was going to direct a movie and I couldn't do it. But I, if I really pushed, I probably could have did it. I should have. I regret that because I love that movie so much. But I, but Michael Madsen was incredible. Yeah, he was good. He was great in it. And the second was, which I don't regret, but it's such a big role that I don't regret it because the guy who did it was great, was um, uh, Sopranos. I uh, heard this story. I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. And I, but let me be honest. I was not the first guy they offered it to. I, I, I know they offered it to Ray Liotta first. Oh, did they? Oh, yes. Ray, Ray Liotta turned it down. I remember, and I don't know if I was second or third, but I was right up there, mm-hmm. and then I turned it down. To be Tony? To be Tony. Yeah, I, I heard this room. Did you say that on a pod before? I, I, I said it on a podcast. Yeah, I feel before. like I've seen the and, clip. But, I don't re- but you know what? That's one I don't regret at all. Yeah. Because Rest in peace to Gandolfini. Rest man. in peace to the great James Gandolfini. The right guy who was supposed to play it, played it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay by me. Who's your, like... Some of your favorite actors, actresses. Well, my favorite. Some obviously, Robert De Niro was. Mm-hmm. I remember nineteen seventy three. I went into a movie theater and I saw "Bang the Drum Slowly," and Mean Streets was on each side. And I said, "Oh, let's." We went to go see "Bang the Drum Slowly," and we walked out. And I said, "I was with the guy, you know, Coffee Cake." Yeah. You know, and I said, "That's oh, a real guy, by the way." That was a real guy. Joe Joe the Whale too. Yeah, but no, those were not their real names. Coffee cake is such a bad nickname. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I saw, he was Mean Streets. I said, wow, it's the same guy. Let's go in. And I could not believe that was the same man. So obviously he was one. But my Marlon Brando, of course. Yeah. Uh, before that, and, and, and De Niro, and, and of course Pacino. And, and I've had some, and I loved Peter O'Toole. Um, he was uh, one of my favorite. Mo- Montgomery Cliff, I thought was a great actor. James Dean. Those, I'm a member of the Actors Studio in New York, so I come from that class. I know. saw a little teaser that you're mm-hmm. in uh, Gravesend Season 2. Gravesend Season 2. I'm, I'm really excited about doing that. Could you uh, give us a sneak peek Willem on DeMeo, your character? Willem DeMayo. I play the boss of everybody. You oh, know? of course you are. I'm the <laughs> boss of everybody. <laughs> yeah. well, Willem, you're the boss of growing up Italian now, too. <laughs> Willem DeMayo, who uh, produced it and wrote it, started it, edited it, you know. Uh, he's great, and my daughter Gabriella is actually in it. My people don't realize my daughter was in it a year before I was in it. Oh, she was in it. She was in it a year. She got First me season? a job. You know what I mean? Uh, I always say, I always tell people that. Yeah, she's great in it, uh, and my son's in it too. Actually, Dante's in it for, for a couple episodes. But it's a wonderful series. It's coming out soon in July, if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. And I, I think I think it's going to be on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, and it's a uh, terrific, and people should turn and you know see it. 
That's great. No, I'm, really I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think um, he definitely stepped it up for season two because just looking at the trailer, the guy. Yeah, great involved. trailer. He stepped it up big yeah. time for season two. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited to watch. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. You know, it's nice to have another show. I mean, Sopranos was such a great show. Um, and now it's Sopranos is like bigger than ever now. Yeah. People come back and they watch that. With streaming know? and everything. It was the number streaming. one show over the pandemic. It was number the number one, one, the number one watch show. Wow. So I take you're not a Game of Thrones guy. Oh, I like Game of you Thrones. You like Game yeah. of Thrones? I like Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. wow. I was until my son kept saying, Dad, you got to watch this, man. Mm-hmm. And finally, I, I started watching it. And all of a sudden, I was like... Yeah, oh, I oh. love it. I watched it a couple of times. Do you have any fears? Is there anything that scares you? Or irrational fears? Yeah. Like I'm, a, so- I'm, a, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm always going to... I go to the doctor and make sure everything... Yeah, I get, I we were just out. talking about that for me. That's good though. It's that's important. a good problem. That's a good problem. Yeah, yeah, but it not. But you can't. You can't let it worry you. Right. But because I still do the one man show, and if you when you see the one man show, you're going to say, "Are you kidding me?" Because I play all 18 characters and I'm running all over the stage. Yeah. And so I got to be in really good shape. Yeah. 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 So that's where the boxing comes so that's in. That's where the boxing and mm-hmm. and the jogging and the treadmill and the work comes in. You know, you got to be in great shape. And you guys are going to come and see it. You guys yeah, are we're going to come. We're going to come today. Uh, when is this? Uh, when is this coming out? Um, I would you say think? not this Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Oh yeah, I'll be in January. I, I'm sorry, June yeah. 11th. I'll be at the Richfield Playhouse in Richfield, Connecticut. Then yeah, I'll plug be, in all. Oh, the days. big plug. That I, you got to come to. You guys have got to come to June. No, June 4th. I'll be at the Richfield Playhouse. June 11th. I'll be at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York. Yeah. June 11th. Yeah. It's right up so down. this is all on net, right? This is all on net, But you can go to my Instagram, mm-hmm. chazpalmentary, and my Instagram will have all my dates. All you got to do is go to chazpalmentary.net. I got to ask how you juggle everything, like between doing a podcast, yeah. acting, writing. restaurant, right. writing, a one-man show, like... I mean, you, you do it because you wake up in the morning and you have a routine. You mm-hmm. got to have a routine. If you don't have a routine, you can't do it. Your day starts the night before. Mm-hmm. That's if you really want to get something done, start your day the night before. Say, all right, tomorrow we got this checklist. We got right? this. We got this. Most people do not want to live routine. They want to get up in the morning, wake up anytime, and I've done it. I have to. I look, don't get me wrong, but if you want to really better your life. You have to have a routine. When you go to the supermarket, right, and you know what you want to get, or what do I got to get? You got a list. I got to get milk. I got to get this. I got to get that. I got to get that. Okay. You walk in. You grab the cart. Boom. Milk. Boom. This. Boom. That. Boom. Okay. Anchovies. Boom. All right. <laughs> out. You walk out. Are you an anchovies guy? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm Sicilian. Yeah, that's what you Sicilian. Pasta gonisar, Oh, my God. Forget it. Yeah. That's like one what, of my What's best. some of your favorite Italian foods? Well, I mean, some of my... Well, let me finish my thing with yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. if you have the routine, yeah. you walk right out. Yeah. You're there, 25, 20 minutes. You're in the yeah, yeah. But if you walk in the supermarket, you go, ah, I don't see what I'm going to shop today. Yeah. You walk down each other. Also, hour. what's crazy you're is... You're in there for an hour. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, your life is like a supermarket. Yeah. Boom, boom, oh, boom. I love yeah. that. I love that's that. How you a lot of people say, like, the average millionaire has seven sources of income. So that's when I was... Last night, I'm... Before the show, I couldn't sleep. I was traveling yesterday, and yeah. I took a nap, so I'm up late. You don't do the outlines, but I wanted to make sure I asked you what I wanted, specifically for, like, the clips on 
our TikTok and showing people like this side of you because yeah, when you walk in the street, like the first thing people say is "Sunny, Sunny," right? Like, Sometimes they'll yeah. yell "Sunny," and let's go. Hey, when I was with you at the Mets game, yeah, that's oh. what everybody was saying to you. I'm like. They don't know his name is Chaz. Like yeah, those some people, Sonny. Yeah, I love that. And I just, you know, I, but I tell them, I go, my name's not Sonny, it's Chaz. <laughs> I tell them, somebody calls yeah. me Sonny, I go, my name's not Sonny. But if they yell it out, I'll just. Do you have like a crazy fan story? Like did someone come up to you and show you a tattoo of you or something? Many times. Yeah? Are you kidding me? How many people have tattoos? I'm, I always feel, this guy goes, hey, Chaz, and he lifts up his back <laughs> and there's my face on his back. Was that weird to you? That one was weird because my whole face was on his back, and I'm like, "You got to sign it." I didn't know what to say to the guy. You know, Did you I, say thank you or leave me alone? It means a lot to me, brother. I, I said thank you. I said I made sure I gave him like when he came to the show. I said, "Look, give this guy whatever he wants." They gave him an extra poster. They gave him a shirt. I didn't know what to say, but I see that a lot. On the saddest thing in life is a waste of time. Yeah, my yeah, son has waste. Saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Here, mm-hmm. a lot of people have that. Yeah, there. yeah, that's a that's an iconic quote. Yeah, it's an iconic quote, and people have that on there. And and I'm just so I just feel so blessed. I mean, think about what you guys are doing here. Yeah, you know? I mean, you should feel blessed too. Yeah, yeah we, we do. We, we no, we really are. do. We definitely are. You're rich. You wake up in the morning. You have this. Yeah, you have your store. It's very it's very humbling to us because I, I I've said this a bunch of times, but we feel we have a duty. To do this stuff, you know, because there's nobody doing it at yes. this level. No, no, people, and especially like I was saying it to to Andrew yesterday yeah. that uh, I was like, hey, "Man, having Chaz is like getting the cosign. Like <laughs> we're legit, you know. Like we've done all these. But you were legit before I got. No, of here. course. But yeah. I'm saying like, yeah. as far as like we look at you, like I want to give you your flowers. You're like you're a real legend. Like you. You like in that in that role you played, you raised us all. You know, like that movie yeah. was such a big part of my childhood. As much as so many Italian Americans out there, and everybody loves that movie. You know, so we just want to tell you that you're a real legend. Well, I appreciate that. So yeah, we're just gonna go back to what I was saying earlier about the Italian foods. So, what are some of your favorite Italian foods that you eat? You know, it's, it's funny. Again, I, I at my restaurant, Chas Palmentari's. Uh, I love, we have a dish called a Bronx tail, which I love. Ooh. A Bronx tail, it's lobster tail with uh, a spinach linguine, spinach fettuccine, and clams, mussels, and everything. And, and it's, got a, it's got a kind of a brandy sauce in it. I love that. I love seafood. I love uh, bronzino. I love uh, uh, linguine, longola. I love all those dishes. I love chicken parmesan. I love, I mean, I like the, cla- I love lasagna. I can eat pasta every day, Ooh. but I don't, but I can. A lot of people do. A lot, like a a lot times people, in Italy do. In Italy, every yeah, day. Every day. Yeah. In, growing up, I had, we had pasta. Yeah. I remember late at night, on Sunday night, all of a sudden it'd be like 10 or 30, and my father would say, all right, put on the water. And we would have pasta later. And garlic and oil. Garlic like, and oil. Yeah. You know. Snack. Snack. But you could have lasagna every day. Like if we're talking lasagna. Lasagna's Well, heavy. not lasagna every day, but I love lasagna. I love I love Italian food. I love it. But I love all food. But, I, but you know what's funny? I don't eat a lot. 
I don't eat a lot. I fast a lot. But you stay yeah, in great fast, shape. Fasting is so important. Fasting what, is everything. What kind of fasting do you do? I do the intimate fasting. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it's I great. love it. Intimate fasting. So you like I, 11 to 8, 11 to 7? Yeah, I, I don't eat like uh, around 11 to 8 o'clock at night. 11 to then 8 in the morning. So I'll do 16, 17 hours. That's Some good. days I'll do 24 hours. When I do that, I feel my like my belly burning. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's working. Yeah. The <laughs> first day, it's first day is hard. The hardest yeah. one. I've done two days. I've done three days. Well, three days crazy. in a row? Three days three days in a row. Just I, water. Just water and green tea. You know, I saw it's crazy saying this. I saw a clip recently when I was I was traveling and I was in the airport. Yeah. And of course I'm just on my phone and it was this guy that like Fasted for fourteen days, and yeah. it says like the body eats away at bad cells. Yes, well, that thing. happens before fourteen. That usually starts happening around the, around twenty four, right after twenty four hours. That starts happening. What's that called? Your body goes in what? It's called oh, it's not uh, ketosis. It, right? No, no, it's called ketosis. Is no bread. Ketosis is then you go into uh, orthopathy. I'm saying it wrong. But I, I can't pronounce the word, but it's... Your body's eating its own fat. Auto, auto means self, where it eats itself. Yeah. Right. But it eats the bad cells, which is very healthy for you. Yeah. yeah. That's why I want to do the 24-hour one, because I heard that really shocks like, your body. 24 hours, like once every five, six weeks is good to do. Yeah. I do that. I, I was going to do it today. I was going to do it today, in fact, because today would have been a good day for me. But when I came in, I saw your coffee place. I said, oh, I'm going to have a... Oh, yeah, a cappuccino, yeah. Yeah, because once you that's have the a typical milk, Italian breakfast. Once you have the too. milk, it breaks the fast. Yeah. yeah, so I broke my fast. You so could have espresso though. Could yeah. have espresso, but no milk, no sh- and no sugar, no sugar. But what's with the green tea? That's like a, uh, it makes you feel full. Is green is? tea is really great because, uh, first of all, it's very good for you. I have the green tea matcha, mm-hmm. matcha green tea, and it's just it's like coffee. It's it's a little bit of a yeah. stimulant, yeah. and you're not breaking the fast as long as you don't put no milk in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't put no milk or sugar. That's that's the one thing. But that's okay. You call it salsa gravy. It, when I grew up, it was gravy. Mm. But I had gravy in Bronx Hill. Yeah. Mm. You got to make gravy. But when I was doing the one-man show, a lot of people didn't get it. So you I, still, you still, are you still a gravy guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I still, but I've been, I say sauce so much now because people didn't get it. So I had to say sauce for the So you had media. to adapt. I had to adapt for the media. <laughs> for the for the movie, yeah. people didn't gravy. You made brown gravy back then. I said no, no, no. But see, there is a difference between gravy and sauce. Yeah, what's the difference? The difference is gravy is when you put the meat in, mm-hmm. and the pork and the in the sausages, mm-hmm. and you and it, and that has to cook for hours. So you cook the sausage in the gravy, and that's where you get the flavor. Sauce is when you just make a marinara sauce without any meat. Mm-hmm. That's sauce. So there is a difference right. that people don't realize. He has that. the same explanation as David Greco. Yeah. That, that's exact word for word. Yeah. No, but that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Moderano, who I love. By Steve. the way, one of my favorite Italian-American restaurants one of my in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. You can, I can't get in. You can't get in. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. You got to call Steve. <laughs> no, in fact, I'm going to Moderano's when I go to... Uh, Fort, I'm actually going there next week. Nice. But Moderano's... I got to tell you about Steve Moderano. Never went to cooking school. One of the great, and I always say one of the great because there's a lot of great uh, Italian-American chefs. One of the great chefs in the world, Steve Matarano. He's amazing. Incredible. And his restaurants, all of them. And his stories are great. His stories are great. Very similar to all of us. Grew up, 
I had forty dollars. Started selling sandwiches out of a car. Yeah, out of his out of his uh, basement, he was making making sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Him and his wife Marsha, incredible operation they run. Not just Matarano's in Fort Lauderdale, all over. Vegas, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh, everywhere. The one in Fort Lauderdale is unbeatable, though. Like oh, the, incredible. The vibe now and he's, got, he's opening up one back in Philadelphia, so that's yeah. going to be great. I, he he had to do that for the longest time. Yeah. Because he's like a Philly legend. He's Philly, a Philly legend. Yeah. And, and whenever hero. I go down, boom, that's the first place the I The last go. time uh, I had a buddy of mine, because I went there like twice in Fort Lauderdale, right. and now it's like impossible to get in. So the last time I was down there, I was like, I got to get in there. So I asked my friend who knows him. He's like, they could take you at 7 or 12. I'm like, what do I, I look like? It's hard. You it's know, hard. I want the yeah. 9.30, 10 o'clock slot yeah. when you're in Florida. Yeah, it's a great place. It's a great place. But yeah. I have to tell you guys, I know we're wrapping up here. And I got to tell the three of you that, you know, there's a quote. There's a quote, and I, I do a lot of it, so I always quote, and I never want to say it's my quote. It's a quote from mm-hmm. whatever. It's a quote in the Bible, and it says, too, uh, too much is given, much is expected. God has given all you guys a lot. You're the young Italian-American Turks. Yeah. So don't ever feel like you can't say what you say. Mm-hmm. You just look at yourself and say, hey, are we, are, we, are we hurting somebody by saying this, or is this the truth? And if it's the truth, you say it. Yeah. And it's your responsibility to say it. Nobody is going to like, well, I'm going to, yeah, you know, look. You're not going to get canceled if whatever you're saying is right. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what, when I say the other side, and again, I am, I am, I am not a, a, a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I go for what's right and what's wrong. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to, I want everybody to live their life and be happy. And that's how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. So, when it comes to speaking up for Italian Americans, don't be afraid yeah, to speak up. Absolutely, you'll and feel we're, lear- we're learning. You'll this feel a lot. better about yourself. You will. We'll you'll do. feel better from, about from, yourself. Ru- from running this page. I, f- I feel like we've learned a lot. Like even when we were in New Orleans, like when we learned about the lynching of the, the, the yeah, like so much. Like we learned a that, lot. From that doing gets this. muted yeah, across yeah, all media, but yeah. I, I don't mute. That's this. a whole nother podcast. You know? I don't. Y'all can talk about that for like oh, guys. One man show. Chaz Palmentieri Podcast, Chaz Palmentieri Restaurants. ChazPalmentieri.net. Ch- Chaz Palmentieri in general. <laughs> uh, everything you're doing is great. And Thank you. his son, Dante, is a great artist. My son, re- Dante, and my daughter, Gabriella, who goes to the University of Michigan. Oh, wow. Who is on Gravesend. She goes there because she's a theater major. Awesome. Uh, well, she is a uh, musical theater major where they only took 11 girls 11 people in the whole country, and she was one of them. God amazing. Bless. You have two amazing kids. I got two amazing kids. I have an amazing wife. My God, wife bless, you. God bless you and I your family. an amazing family. family. Is there anything else you want to say before we I go? I just want to say that uh, I like the people who go on my... I, for people who never saw the one-man show, the one-man show was before the movie, before the musical. And as an, young, as an Italian-American, I am very proud to say that I'm the only guy who ever... And I say this as I say this humbly, humbly, and I do, because they're going to put it in the Guinness Book of Records. I'm the only guy to write a one-man show, and star in the movie, to write a Broadway, uh, write a uh, major movie, and star in the movie, and then oh wait, I wrote a one-man show, starred in the play, wrote a mo- wrote the movie, starred in the movie, 
and wrote uh, a musical and starred in the musical after Nick Cordero, the lovely Nick Cordero, who was who was great as Sonny. Then when he moved on, then I took his place. Then obviously, I want to shout out to Nick Cordero too. Shout out, Sam. Really great Italian American who was so brilliant in the musical, um, and he died too way too young because of COVID. You have so much to be proud of. Yeah, be, I, thank being you. that coming from you know family with humble beginnings and then doing it your way and now your kids are following your your footsteps you've covered it on well all that's angles. what you're supposed to do as Italian Americans and I tell all of you guys you're married you have children you teach them our culture mm-hmm. and you teach them the right way to grow up that's mm-hmm. the way it is you know life is like dominoes it's very simple I, I when I talk on my podcast I tell people life is like dominoes when you hit the domino if you could do the right thing, then all the right things follow. Yep. You hit the wrong thing, then all the wrong things follow. Yep. You hang out with the wrong people, shit happens. Then after shit happens, you go to jail. And after you're in jail, then you go make another bad move. But if you do the right thing, you ever like you ever show up at the podcast and you're late? Oh my God, I'm supposed to meet there. You're late. You're rushing. You get into a car accident, God forbid. You, your cop stops you. Now you got a ticket. Then you get there, you're in a bad mood. Then you say the wrong thing to somebody. It's like a snowball. It's like dominoes. Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning and you have your day planned and you do the right thing, good things happen. Good things, good things happen to good people. Do good things happen? Do bad things happen to good people? Yes. But you know what? That's life, man. Yeah. So I'm very proud to do this show. I'm very proud to share my views with other great yeah. Italian Americans. Yeah. But it means remember, a lot to us. It's your responsibility. When you're thinking about, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't say this, then you say to yourself, would Chaz say this? Yeah. What would Bam. What would Chaz do? What w- would Chaz do? What would Chaz thank you so much, Chaz. Chaz, Chaz can't thank you enough for coming on, man. Yeah. We well, really do appreciate it. Well, it was my pleasure. It, you guys are great. You have a great uh, thing. And your, your deli downstairs, Anthony and his son. Thank you so much. Great. Great food. It's a great deli. Uh, and you know what? I might come out here all the way out to Brooklyn just to have a panini. Whenever you want. Because that's how good it was. Whenever really. you want. Whenever you want. Thank you so much, Chaz. I appreciate it. Guys. Take care, Thank Chaz. You. Thank you so much. Um,